morning. Will you uh, join me in the prayer for illumination? Let us pray. God of all creation, send your Holy Spirit among us this day, that the seed of your word might take root in our hearts and bear the fruits of peace, love, and justice for all. Amen. As you can see, this is a rather long piece. I thought about doing the condensed version, but I didn't think Peter would go for that. <laughs> so, bear with me. Follow along. Hebrews 11, 1 through 35, and 12, 1 through 2. Faith is the reality of what we hope for, the proof of what we don't see. The elders in the past were approved because they showed faith. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by word from God so that the visible came into existence from the invisible. By faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice to God than Cain, which showed that he was righteous. By faith, Enoch was taken up so he didn't see death, and he wasn't found because God took him up. By faith, Noah responded with godly fear when he was warned about events he hadn't yet seen. He built an ark to deliver his household. With his faith, he criticized the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes from faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was going to to receive an inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. By faith, he lived in a land he had been promised as a stranger. He lived in tents along with Isaac and Jacob, who were co-heirs of the same promise. He was looking forward to a city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, even Sarah received the ability to have a child though she herself was barren and past the age for having children, because she believed that, one, that the one who was promised was faithful. So descendants were born from one man, and he, and he was as good as dead. There were as many as the number of stars in the sky and as countless as grains of sand on the seashore. All of these people died in faith without receiving the promises, but they saw the promises from a distance and welcomed them. By faith, Abraham offered Isaac when he was tested. By faith, Isaac also blessed Jacob and Esau concerning their future. By faith, Jacob blessed each of Joseph's sons as he was dying and bowed in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph recalled the exodus of the Israelites at the end of his life and gave instructions about burying his bones. By faith, Moses was, Moses was hidden by his parents for three months when he was born because they saw the child was beautiful and they weren't afraid of the king's order. By faith, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter when he was grown up. He chose to be mistreated with God's people instead of having 
temporary pleasures of sin. By faith, he left Egypt without being afraid of the king's anger. He left on going as if he could see what was invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood in order that the destroyer could not touch their firstborn children. By faith, they crossed the Red Sea as if they were on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried it, they were drowned. By faith, Jericho's walls fell after the people marched around them for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute wasn't killed with a disobedient because she welcomed the spies in peace. What more can I say? I would run out of time if I told you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Through faith, they, were, they conquered kingdoms, brought about justice, realized promises, shut the mouths of lions, put out raging fires, escaped from the edge of the sword, found strength and weakness, were mighty in war, and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead by resurrection. All these people didn't receive what they had promised through they were given approval for their faith. God provided something better for us so that they wouldn't be made perfect without us. So then, let's run, let's also run the race that is laid out in front of us. Since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let's throw off extra baggage, get rid of the sin that trips us up, and fix our eyes on Jesus, faith, pioneer, and perfecter. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks. So I've enjoyed um, this last couple of days of Olympics, um, uh, hearing the stories of where people come from, um, seeing the parade of nations, um, hearing all that backstory that kind of makes sense uh, out of what's happening on the TV. I, I did, hear, um, <laughs> did hear on the internet that if you're really tired of the commentary, uh, and you actually have surround sound, disable the center channel, um, and it cuts out Bob Costas' voice. So there's your, you know, they say sermons should be practical, so there's your practical. Um, I love the story of, of where people have come from. Uh, our, our passage today in Hebrews um, is, a, is a conversation about where we've come from as a faith family. Um, so I wonder, uh, some of you have heard this, um, uh, but, but where I come from, uh, my dad was uh, raised Italian Catholic, uh, and Italian's an important modifier of Catholic, um, in Red Bank, New Jersey, uh, went to a military high school on scholarship, um, and played football in college, uh, ended up in the Navy. Uh, my mom uh, was raised in Jasper, Alabama, Southern Methodist, and again, Southern's an important modifier of Methodist, um, and um, uh, found herself uh, at the University of Florida. 
Now, one of the things, I'm sure there are things in your uh, family history, uh, there are certain things that were said, uh, do this, don't do that, uh, right? Uh, wear your seatbelt, uh, double tie your shoes, whatever it is, right? Uh, everybody has that thing their parents or their grandparents say to them. Uh, what my mother's parents said to her as she went off to college was, don't let a sailor buy you a drink. <laughs> I don't, I mean, it is what it is, right? You, you don't get the story you want, you get the story you have, right? Um, and so, would you imagine how this um, very sweet woman from um, uh, Jasper, Alabama meets this Italian Catholic boy from uh, Red Bank, New Jersey? Well, he was a sailor, and they were at a drinking establishment off campus, and somebody bought somebody a drink. Now, I love this story because um, it, it, uh, it's my story. It's a story of where I come from. Um, it's also really fun because when I get to a new church or I go to a new place, people say, you're from Texas? You don't sound like it. And I go, well, I got a little bit of forget about it in me and I got a whole lot of bless your heart, right? Um, I mean, we, we are our story. We are kind of the, the latest chapter uh, in a continuing set of chapters um, that all together plot and argument and narrative come to be who we are. Uh, Hebrews is a conversation about where we've come by faith. Now, um, when we begin looking at uh, by faith, right, we can identify or define faith in a lot of different ways. Um, the author of Hebrews uh, uses the same Greek word for faith about three times in uh, this particular uh, sermon. And so we could use those definitions to explain what faith is. Uh, the, you know, building on the definition that Pastor Kate uh, gave last week, this um, confidence, right? this kind of confidence, the privilege to speak within the household. It's also this idea of a firm ground, um, a place uh, that one can stand from, a place where one can um, uh, work from, uh, a place of confidence uh, where your feet are firmly planted as you begin to do something. Uh, faith is that ability to stand on something. Now, um, lots of conversations about um, whether if you get faith, do you lose it? How do you get faith? Um, you know, what do you have to, you know, which prayer do you have to pray? Um, you, you know, do you have to uh, speak in a foreign language? Do you have to, do you have to, are you baptized when you're a kid, uh, when you're an adult? How do you get faith? Well, I can tell you, regardless of how you get faith, faith is not a box that you check off and say you're done with, but rather faith Faith is this kind of strange thing that we have and possess and use, right? So, so an example, um, I um, am uh, someone who, if I don't pay attention to it, will lose my car keys often. So I am OCD about where I put them. My car keys are either, you know, on my dresser, in my pocket, or on the desk in my office. Three places, that's where they are. I can even correlate them based upon time, where they will be when they are. I don't lose my keys, except once a year, the whole world falls apart because I can't find my keys because they're not on my dresser, they're not in my pocket, and they're not 
on my desk. And everyone suffers while I try to figure out, and I'll blame it on anyone. I mean, I don't care who you are. Come near me during that three days when I can't find my keys, and I'll blame it on you. It's good that the bishop doesn't come around those days. Um, faith is much like our car keys. With my car keys, I can open doors that were closed to me. With my car keys, I can jump in my car and go further distances than I would prefer to do if I were walking. With my keys, they give me access. With my keys, they give me opportunity. And with my keys, they give me responsibility. So too with faith. Now, now, faith isn't something like a really good inoculation that means you'll never sin again and you'll always make good choices. But faith is that thing that we have. Uh, faith in God, uh, faith in what God will do, faith in what God is doing, that if we use it, it opens up doors, it gives us opportunities, it comes with responsibility and an opportunity to do more. But if we lose that faith, we lose those opportunities. Now, it's just as easy as finding my keys as finding our faith, right? It's, it's not a, a rocket science in terms of how to find faith and keep it. So looking at the list of people, right? We have Abel, we have Enoch, we have Noah, right? By faith, they made good choices. Uh, by faith, uh, they preserved their families. By faith, they followed God. But the one I like the most is Abraham. Abraham gets two mentions in Hebrews by faith. The first one is, by faith, Abraham got up and moved to the middle of nowhere just because God said so, by faith. Not by the numbers, not by logic, uh, not by the scenery or the tourism. There was no welcome wagon for the city of Ur. Uh, Abraham just showed up because God said, go. And in fact, his name was Abram at the time. And so he, he not only by faith moved, but by faith he changed his name. And by faith he laid roots so that his children would be there, co-heirs to the promise that there was the beginning of what God was doing in the promise by faith. By having a firm place to stand, by having the confidence of the relationship, by faith he went. Now, the second mention is by faith, Abraham and Sarah, and some commentators say it's really not Abraham's accomplishment at all. They say it's Sarah's accomplishment, which I like the translation that we read today, because it says by faith, Sarah, right? It's, who of us men can uh, birth a child? None. Um, so by faith, Sarah overhears God tell Abraham that at 90-something years old, the two of them are going to have a baby, and what Sarah does is she laughs. By faith, she laughs. Not like laughs like, oh, I'd like to see that happen, right? I mean, you have to get the idea that uh, Abraham and Sarah are so old, even AARP has said, yeah, you've aged out of our program, right? <laughs> Sarah laughs, not in doubt, but in joy and excitement. She laughs. And I love the language that Scripture even uses about Abraham, right? All of these children come from one man who might have been as good as dead, right? What an interesting statement about Abraham. Um, one way to define faith, if you're looking for, struggling for a definition, is faith is laughter at the announcement of a child who will be named laughter, right? Uh, Isaac takes his name 
from Sarah's laughter. Uh, Isaac means he laughs. Um, Sarah's laughter uh, is a, a great naming for Isaac and for us in faith. Faith is the ability to look at all the circumstances and all the occurrences and to then hear what God has called us to do and to joyfully laugh and go, all right, let's do this. Faith is laughing at the announcement of a baby called laughter. Uh, so when, when we look at um, by faith, um, notice the scripture continues to describe a numerous people Right? In fact, Hebrew, I, I think it's um, interesting to preach on a sermon, right? Hebrews is a sermon, right? So uh, using illustrations to illustrate someone else's illustrations when they use it to illustrate other parts of scripture is always interesting. Um, I can say that again if that'd be helpful. Um, so even gets to the point where like, you know he's looking at the clock and he says, I don't have enough time to tell you about all these other people. But what they did is by faith, they led armies into battle. They shut the lion's mouths. They were faithful. They went against culture. Uh, they followed God's call. They went to new places. They were faithful to the vision and the mission that God had for them. And here's where it, I think, is really helpful. That their faith allowed them to see the blessing, the promises of God coming, and they welcomed them. I mean, let's be honest, all these people are Old Testament figures, right? They, they didn't know Jesus. Um, they knew about the promises, right? The preacher of Hebrews says um, that Abraham lived in a tent all of his days, dreaming of that one perfect golden city whose architect and planner and foundation layer was God. But he never saw the city. Think about that. It's one thing to give our lives for something that we can see coming very quickly. What do you do if you give your life to something that is far off already, but not yet? That's what Abraham did. He saw. He saw the blessings coming. He saw the promises coming, and he welcomed them because he knew that they were coming to his tribe and to his family. So um, faith is really important, but it's not the only thing, right? Uh, faith and other necessary things, right? Um, what faith allows us to do is to stand firmly uh, and to believe that hope is possible, right? This is the hopefulness of Abraham. This is the hope that we have, that we know who created all things and intended them for good and who will not leave us alone, but will carry us when things are difficult. Hope is that willingness to look at all things and go, that's difficult, but you believe that God has a plan. Faith allows hope to happen in the doctor's office uh, when the doctor says cancer, and the only thing that you can remember beyond that is the fuzz uh, of the air conditioner and the buzz of the uh, lights. Faith and hope uh, provide that opportunity when you're in the midst of marital counseling and she says, I'm done, let's get a divorce. It is the thing that lets you see beyond. By faith and by hope, uh, we believe and trust in things that don't always make logical sense, that the numbers don't add up, and that the money may not be present for. We're called to leap by faith and by hope. I love uh, that... I mean, this was the longest scripture passage ever. Kudos to Maddie, you did a great job, right? Um, I love that it includes chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, right? 
by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. So run the race. Whoa, whoa, when did we go to cardio? I didn't know that was coming, right? Um, and, and let's be honest, I'm probably not one to talk about races. I, 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 you know, I know you're surprised because I have such the physique for marathon running. Um, usually when I think about running is I don't think about running fast, I think about running faster than you. Uh, because the occurrences when I'm running are probably when there's a wild animal chasing both of us. And I don't have to explain why it's important for me to run faster than you. But the author of Hebrews says, run so as to win the race. Run the course that's set before us. Run not because you're alone, but because you're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, this is a, a really important piece. Um, uh, theology, uh, Bible, uh, the way the church has practiced its life together. We've always believed that a whole host of saints are present. Uh, when we go to have communion here in a little bit, uh, we believe truly that it's not just that God is present in the moment of the sacrament and that we're present, but that a great cloud of witnesses are present as well. Uh, last fall, when I uh, got to go to St. Paul's Cathedral um, in London uh, for a, a trip uh, sponsored by the uh, Lilly Foundation, yay, Lilly Drugs, um, uh, you could see the statues of the saints all around. This wasn't just good art for art's sake, but this was trying to create uh, the perception of the true reality in the presence of the sacraments, a great cloud of witnesses. The truth is that we're never alone, uh, that we are wired for community, that our faith is formed in community, um, that uh, if you're at a place where you're not sure how to stand on faith, you look around and you find somebody in the community and say, hey, you know how to stand. Teach me to stand. Uh, or if you're good at standing, but you haven't figured out how to look off into the future, you go find someone who has that ability to look and you say, help me see the promises of God as they come. And if you've got all that done, then maybe what you need is someone to teach you how to welcome those promises as they come. We are wired for community. The one time I did uh, run in a race, it was a 5K. Um, I had done couch to 5K, and I was the, probably the clearest example of couch to 5K that there ever was. Um, and uh, I didn't do it alone. I, I, I raced with a friend. Um, and it was great to race with the friend. We would stop and take pictures by each of the kilometer markers, like selfie. It was, it was really fun. I mean, we didn't break any world records, um, uh, but we ran together. Um, when one wanted to stop, the other one said, no, we, we got to get to the end. And when the other wanted to stop, the same thing was said, that we're wired for that movement forward. By faith, by faith we can hope. Now, um, I love um, Shawshank Redemption. Great movie. Uh, be sure to watch the Focus on the Family version so that I don't have to worry about sending you to a, a worse than G-rated movie. Um, but there's a beautiful picture of hope. The picture of hope, um, Andy says to Red. Um, Red's about to be released uh, uh, from prison. Uh, the only life he's really known is being in prison. He's quite terrified uh, of what that freedom would be like when he gets released. And uh, Andy says to Red, um, hope is a good thing. Hope might be the best thing. And good things never die. You hear from Red in um, a letter that he writes, uh, leaving it, um, uh, talking about where he's headed so that Andy can follow. 
And this, this idea of uh, freedom and hope, he likens to the Pacific Ocean, whom he says the natives uh, there in uh, Mexico uh, describe the Pacific Ocean as a place where there is no memory. And he says, I want to go to a place that's warm and has no memory. I'm not so sure I want to go to a place that has no memory, but do you see the idea between uh, Hebrews tells us where we've come from, and, and the author of the sermon for Hebrews is telling a group of people who knew where they were going. I wonder, do you know where you're going? What is your next step? We have this great history and tradition. We have this great story that tells you who you are and where you are. What is God calling you to do next? You can say, well, it's, you know, certainly not to shut the, li- the mouths of lions, right? But isn't it to do something and not just easy things, but things that are next. You know how that is, right? You have a number of tasks that you need to do. Um, you, you, you pick the easiest one and do it first. You pick the next easiest one, you do it first. And then, oh, look, it's time for lunch, and I'll take a nap. And, oh, by, you know, before long, you haven't done any of the hard things. What is God calling you to do? That you say, I don't have enough to do it. It is more than me, and certainly God won't give me anything more than I can handle. But maybe you and the community could handle it. Maybe you're not alone. Maybe there are others on the pews next to you that feel called to that next step. But then if we all stay still, if we all really try to hide from uh, what the Holy Spirit might do next... We all miss that opportunity for someone later to look back on Chapelwood United Methodist Church and to say, you know what? By faith, they did. They saw the promises of God coming, and they welcomed them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.